everyone, and welcome back to Debating Metal. I am your host, Kenneth Dean, the Dean of Metal, along with my co-host, Chris K. This week, we're celebrating one of the all-time gentlemen in hard rock. David Coverdale began his career in 1973, fronting the Mark III version of the legendary Deep Purple, which recorded two albums. Four years later, in 1977, following one more album with the Mark IV version of Deep Purple, the band disbanded, and his solo career began. After releasing two solo albums, David formed Whitesnake and never looked back. Since 1978, Whitesnake has released 13 studio albums, 9 live albums, and 12 compilations, having sold over 18 million albums worldwide, with 12 million in the U.S. alone. Today, Chris and I will choose 15 songs each from their 13-album discography that we consider to be their best songs. Any tracks we duplicate will automatically make the list. Whichever songs are not, we'll debate to see which ones make the final cut. Then we'll arrange them in concert set list order for the ultimate White Snake greatest hits. And at the end, we'll give you our big four David Coverdale songs from other than White Snake. All right, Chris, we're finally getting to this. You know, we keep saying that every week we're finally getting to something because we always talk about things or you and I have conversations and we want to get to these artists. And I know. A lot of people sitting there saying, oh, you guys, all you do is these old artists, these old artists, these old artists. But you know what? They're the ones with the deep catalogs. I thought, honestly thought we had already done this, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did. Know. Um, we did I know um, we did a, a head to head. Right. It was a head to head slided in versus uh, 1987. I, I'm a big fan of Whitesnake. I, I really, really have. I've enjoyed them. I've been a fan of theirs since the slided in album. And. Uh, I kind of lost touch with them there, you know, after their fame and notoriety wore off in the late eighties. Um, and then, you know, they started touring the United States again. That was a big thing too, that they weren't touring the United States. So when they finally started touring the United States, then I kind of got interested in them again. I, and I heard that they were releasing new albums and stuff like that. So, you know, not, none of the new albums compare very well to, let's say slide it in or white snake, but they do have their highlights and we're going to talk about them. But, um, I just, one of the best showmen in the business, one of the best singers out there. Um, I mean, hell he fronted deep purple. He had a Coverdale page thing that he did for a while. I mean, he's fantastic. Yeah. He's one of those guys that has what I would call say a golden voice where he just sounds good in everything he does. Um, at his age, he still sounds better than a lot of newer singers. Like he just has this, this ability that, um, he, he's never let go. And, um, you know, for me, I got into them maybe a bit later. I wasn't into the, the ballads and that kind of stuff as much, but I always remember seeing, uh, here I go again on like, VH1 Classic, MTV, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then I guess it was as I got older and I matured a bit more where, you know, it, everything didn't have to be like thrash all the time or death metal all the time, um, where I started really appreciating it a bit more. So he he is one of those, like, I, I'm disappointed that I've never gotten the chance to see. We were supposed to see him last year with uh, Scorpions but he ended up getting sick and had to cancel. And so we just saw scorpions, which it was still great, but very disappointing to not be able to see him live. That was definitely disappointing. I mean, I, I, I totally enjoy, you know, seeing him now 
I say it that way. Like I've seen them so many times I've seen them twice and it just so happened to be 20 years apart. 20. Mm. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it was uh 30 years apart. Yeah. So is it 98? Yeah. Um, it was 30 because it was, I saw them in 1988 and then again in 2018. So it's, it's nuts to think about. Um, but I saw them in the heyday of the Weissnick album. Here I go again. And, and still a night and all that stuff. And I, I clearly and vividly remember when they played here I go again, because he stopped singing. He just held up the microphone and the crowd was singing the, the words. It was one of the most awesome things I've seen. You know, that's uh, not surprising. Yeah, no, it's not surprising. But like at that time, what was funny about that is that it didn't happen a lot. And I, you know, at the same time, I didn't go to a lot of shows that were that kind of pop metal, if you want to look at it that way. Um, you know, I hadn't seen Rat, I hadn't seen Motley Crue at that point, I hadn't seen Poison. Uh, Cinderella was just breaking, they were still a, an opening act. And now I'd kill for the just the crowd to sing Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> and Vince just stays silent the whole time. I wish. <laughs> but, but you know, uh, you know, it was it was just amazing to see, you know, fifteen thousand people singing in unison. And they the, the other thing too is that the place it's it held fifteen thousand. It was it was an old airplane hangar, so the whole thing was literally a tin can. So it reverberated really loud inside there. So uh, 15,000 people pretty much sounded like 30,000 people. It was crazy. It's awesome. So, but yeah, I, as you mentioned David's voice earlier. I love his voice. He's got one of the most soulful hard rock voices out there. Uh, he, you know, and, and he loves the blues and it fits him perfectly. So, and he still sounds good today. Oh, he sounds absolutely amazing. All right. So for all the newbies out there, this is what we're going to do. Chris and I are going to go through our 15 songs. We're going to basically uh, list off what we what we came up with. And then uh, any of the songs that we duplicate, that those automatically make the list. So then after that, like, so if there's five spots or six spots left where we didn't duplicate songs, then we're going to debate the songs that are left over to see which ones we want to um, keep uh, and put into to the ultimate greatest hits. And the way we do that is we do it by rounds. And then the first round it is we choose a song from our own list that we want to keep. Round two, we choose a song from our own list that we are willing to drop. And then round three, we choose a song from the other person's list that we're willing to keep. And then round four, we choose a song from the other person's list that we want to go ahead and drop. And we continue from there until we fill out the 15 spots. Um, and then from there, we'll talk more about it when we get to it. All right. So let me go ahead and announce my 15 uh, White Snake Greatest Hits songs. Uh, this is in no particular order, but it always winds up being in chronological. So number one, Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City. Uh, that's off the Snake Bite EP. Uh, number two, Walking in the Shadow of the Blues from Love Hunter. Number three, Fool for Your Lovin', which was originally released on Ready and Willing and later re-recorded for Slip of the Tongue. Crying in the Rain, which was originally recorded on Saints and Sinners and later released on, again, re-recorded on White Snake, the 1987 album. Here I Go Again, released on Saints and Sinners and re-recorded for the White Snake 1987 album. 
Slow and Easy from Slide It In at number six. Number seven, Love Ain't No Stranger from Slide It In. Number eight, Guilty of Love from Slide It In. Number nine, Still of the Night from Whitesnake. Number 10, Give Me All Your Love from Whitesnake. And 11, Bad Boys from Whitesnake. And number 12, Slip of the Tongue from Slip of the Tongue. Number 13, Best Years from Good to Be Bad. Number 14, All Out of Luck from Forevermore. And number 15, Good to See You Again from Flesh and Blood, their latest album. All right, that's my 15. What's your 15? All right. So I'm just going to read my list before I say how much crossover we have. In order, mine is going to be Long Way Home from Love Hunter, Mean Business from Love Hunter, Fool For You Loving from Ready and Willing, Don't Break My Heart Again from Come and Get It, Victim of Love from Saints and Sinners, Love Ain't No Stranger from Slide It In, Slide It In, and Standing in the Shadow, also from Slide It In, uh, Still of the Night, Is This Love, Here I Go Again, and Crying in the Rain from White Snake. I picked those versions for Here I Go Again and Crying in the Rain. Um, now You're Gone from Slip of the Tongue, all, uh, Cheap and Easy also from Slip of the Tongue, and Best Years from Good to Be Bad. All right, well, let's see. So we crossed over on six songs, and I like your list. Uh, it's very diverse. It's a little more diverse than mine. Mine's heavy in the middle. It's kind of like, you know, my waistline. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, it's, it's uh, I like it. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. So we got six crossover songs, so we have to basically place nine songs, which is good. That's going to be a good fight. I like that. Um, we have a lot of, a lot of, uh, dropping and keeping and, you know, I'm, I, I might, there might be a song in there I want to keep that you decide you want to kill on me by accident or on purpose. Depends on, you know, how you're feeling. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll see. All right. Um, so let's do this. Uh, since I went first, uh, with my announcements, why don't you go ahead and pick a song off your list you want to keep? Um, all right. So this might be a bit basic, but, um, I think I want to keep slide it in. Oh, okay. That's a song that gets stuck in my head a lot. It is quite catchy. Slide it in right to the top. I love that song. I was listening to it on the way home and I was listening to it. The new greatest hits remix version. And they did something that I didn't necessarily like with that version, which okay. is they, so they remixed it, which is fine. It, it, the, the version that most Americans know, um, is, is the U S version, obviously, um, that was remixed when, uh, I think it was by Keith Olsen. Uh, I don't know if he had a partner, but he remixed it, uh, for us audiences and they released that version of it. Um, they actually brought in, uh, Neil Murray, I believe was an old bass player to bring, to play bass. Um, they brought in John Sykes to re-record some of the guitar parts or add to some guitar parts, add some solos. So the slide in albums, all sorts of crazy different than the original. And one thing that I liked that they did was that they kind of compressed 
and kind of made it more solid, the bass drum. They, they made it a little bit more punchy, whereas the, the UK or the, the international version was very um, reverberated. It, it had a lot of echo. At not anywhere near like Eric Carr on Creatures of the Night, but, but mm, really yeah. similar in, in some aspects. And the new release of The Greatest Hits that came out a couple of years ago, or was it last year? I think it was. It, they, they brought that back. Not completely. It still got some punch. But I was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this one. But anyway, that was just me. I love that song. Anyway, uh, so now it's my turn to pick a song that I want to keep from my list. Ha. <sighs> this is, I, I don't really, like, all of the songs that I really, really enjoy from White Snake um, are on this list, except for one or two that are from the White Snake album. And so I want to go out of my realm on this one a little bit. And I've been listening to this one a a little more. I'm going to go ahead with the first song that was basically a hit for him. And that was Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City from the Snakebite EP. Okay. All right. So now it's your turn to pick a song off your list that you're willing to drop. Hmm. Let's see. I think I'm going to drop Standing in the Shadow. Ooh, okay. It's a good song. Um, I like some of the others on my list a little better. And when we, we already have two tracks from Slide It In, so we'll see where how that goes. I know you have two more to choose from on yours as well. I do. <laughs> All right. Um, from my list, I think I'm willing to drop uh, Bad Boys off of the White Snake album. Also a good song, yeah. Yes, it's a it's a great song. The album's awesome. Th- that one is one of those that you know we already have so many songs from that album. Well, um, that album could be their own greatest hits, honestly. <laughs> like, well, pretty much, because I mean, when you think about it, that they have two songs in that album that were on different or, or a different album before, so that yeah. you know at least you incorporate an older album in that in that sense, right? True. Um, so that's pretty cool. But that one, I mean, it's, I'm not even going to say it's one of the weaker ones. It's just that there's so many strong ones, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and and I'm thinking that there might be one song I might want to keep later on. All right. All right. So now you're going to pick a song from my list you want to keep. Hmm. Tough one, eh? A little bit. All right. Um, I am going to keep Guilty of Love from Slide It In. Ooh, you're keeping guilty of love. Ooh, okay. That makes it tough on me. <laughs> I love that song. Again, I love that album. That it's is, a really cool riff. Okay, so as much as as I love the White Snake album, right, and it's got great song. For whatever reason, there's something about Slide It In that that's kind of like my deserted island kind of album. If you're looking at my white at white snake albums, that's fair. I mean, I I think there's there's an argument for both of those albums for sure. And if you want to hear that argument, <laughs> listen to our episode. It goes head to head. Yeah, so that's episode sixty four. If you want to check that out, White Snakes slided in versus White Snake nineteen eighty seven. The the it's a self. It's it's a what do they call it? Eponymous album. But 
it, it's internationally known as 1987. It's one of those weird things. So, you know, you're going to hear us flub it all night long. <laughs> all right. So now I got to pick a song off your list that I'm willing to keep. Hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. They have a song called Guilty of Love and they have a song called Victim of Love. Like, is that a, is that a trial? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to pick from your list. Mm-hmm, don't Break My Heart Again. It's a good song. I like that album actually a lot. Their, their early albums were really good. I mean, if you're into you know, traditional hard rock blues. And I say traditional hard rock blues because there's a particular style that the hard rock bluesers do that's different than your traditional bluesers. But then those hard rock bluesers <laughs> have turned that into the, the traditional hard rock thing. Like all those people do that. And so uh, if you like that style of, of rock and blues rock, that is uh, their early albums are excellent. I would agree, and I really like that that third album. Uh, it it has a very um, deep purple sound to it, and there's a reason why there's two <laughs> two members of Deep Purple on the album. Um, but it it works really well, and obviously, you know, they have that chemistry from their time with Deep Purple. The Deep Purple connection. I mean, it kind of went deep. That's what Deep Purple did too. You know, they they began to jazz it up a little bit more towards the end, um, and that had a lot to do with Tommy Bolin. But even then, like, uh, was it a, the Stormbringer album that had Richie on it? If I'm not mistaken, it did. Yeah, and, Tommy Bolin was only on that one album, right? In the last album, so taste the band too. So you know, with even with Richie, they were getting a little more experimental, a little bit more jazz influence in there and that came from glenn and and from david um and even though david is really blues at the heart but it was one of those things where they they just changed things up so much i mean i guess david brought uh, well they both did david and glenn brought brought the funk brought the blues more blues you can't get any more blues and then they brought some jazz that that that's what you know, and the, the experimentation. Even though Deep Purple's always been known for that that kind of, you know, jam kind of stuff, you know, it, those two guys just added more to it. So it was it was pretty pretty crazy. And then so when Deep Purple disbanded, you're talking about uh, two guys, John Lord and David Coverdale, who you know were driving factors in the songwriting. Okay, so now. It is, is it my turn? No, I picked well, up Break My Heart. No, it's your turn. It is my it turn. Is, it is now your turn to pick a song off of my list you want to drop. Oof. Um, you actually have some really good choices, um, but I am going to drop Walking in the Shadow of the Blues. And part of that is me hoping that one of mine or even possibly both of mine from Love Hunter make the list. But I also like other songs you have listed here better. So I think that's possibly the weakest of your your list. Ouch, that one's going to hurt. I, I kind of like that song on Love Hunter. That was one song that kind of s- stood out for me. Um, however, I you know it may sting a little, but I think I can get over that. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you can recover. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
So now it's my turn to pick a song off your list that I want to drop. And I, I just listened to it. It's not that I'm not impressed with it. I like the album, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and drop Victim of Love. Okay. So we're guilty of love, but we're not a victim. No, we were <laughs> We're guilty. We were not the receiving end of the guiltiness. <laughs> or the, we were not, we were the accused. We were not the, uh, we were not the victim. <laughs> All right. So now we go back to the beginning and it is, you get to pick a song off your list that you want to keep. Okay. Um, hmm. There's a few good ones and it's always a tough choice. Uh, but. I think I'm going to pick Long Way From Home from Love Hunter. Long Way Home. All right. So uh, not a bad choice. I, I, you know, you want to keep what you want to keep. <laughs> you picked it. You keep it. Uh, obviously, I didn't, but that's okay because you know what? You know, uh, hopefully I could, you know, hit you in the ribs with a, with a song you wanted to keep. And I steal it and take it away from you because you've done that to me so many times. Wow. <laughs> All right, song I want to keep from my list. So I have left Slow and Easy, Give Me All Your Love, Slip of the Tongue, All Out of Luck, and Good to See You Again. I have a bunch of songs left, and we have four spots. Uh, You have Mean Business, Is This Love, Now You're Gone, and Cheap and Nasty. Hmm. You know, I, I had such such high hopes for Slip of the Tongue. And even though I enjoy some of the songs, I, I, I feel overall it disappointed me. Okay. But it was, I mean, it, it's weird. Coming off of Whitesnake, I thought it was going to be just a fabulous album. And they still, you know, they still had Adrian Vandenberg in the band, but he ended up not participating as much because he was injured or sick or something like that. I can't remember brought in Steve Vai. Steve Vai did some amazing work on this album. And, uh, but you know, Rudy Sars was in there. Tommy Aldridge. It was the same band for the most part, but it, the songs for some reason just didn't do it for me as much as the stuff on white snake. And so it's, it's hard for me to pick a song from that, <laughs> from that album. Um, but we have to, to some degree, because we should represent, you know what I'm saying? Um, well, we so, don't have to, we have nah, to pick songs that we, gen- we genuinely feel are the best. So, um, I don't know. It's all right. Well, you twisted my arm now. Uh, now I have to do it. Give me all your love. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm picking. All right. All right, so what am I picking now? A song that I want to drop from my list. Right. Um, I think I'm going to drop Cheap and Nasty from uh, Slip of the Tongue. Oh, okay. That one's, that's an interesting one. It's, you know, it's funny because there's a lot of other White Snake songs that sound very similar. Um, <laughs> but I do like it. I think it's a fun song. Uh, it, it, I mean, it, it is a fun song. I'll give you that. Um, 
it, like I said, that album is it's it, it's like so. <laughs> You know, I like the song "Slip of the Tongue." Obviously, I picked it for my 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 uh, my list. I actually like the song "Now You're Gone," uh, but I kind of said, you know, I, I don't. We took so many songs from White Snake. We took so many songs from Slide It In. I wanted to kind of spread out and pick some songs from from later albums, um, you know, like "Forevermore" and "Good to Be Bad" and stuff like that. But um, and we got one so far. All right, so, got one. <laughs> so, so far. All right. Uh, we got three spots left. I'm dropping the song off of my list, right? That is correct. Hmm. That is a tough one. It really, really is a tough one because, oh, man. So I when, when I chose my list, I went a different route. I went with, like, really no ballads. Um which kind of left open for interpretation, you know, the fact that there's still a couple of good ballads that they chose that they have. Um, <laughs> but just, it's funny. Cause it's like kind of what white snake is known for is some of their ballads. Well, yeah, but you see for me, I, I don't, I don't enjoy white snake for the ballads. See, so that's, that's part of the, 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 the contrast for me. Um, but I, I enjoy songs like, is this love? And, and now you're gone. Here I go again. It's not really ballad, but it's a slower. It's not a. It's kind of like mid tempo. It's a power ballad. I'd call it even faster than a power ballad. But like, is this it's, love? Total it's a power. more power ballad. <laughs> it's a super power ballad. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, there's one song on my list I really want to keep, and it's. I'm fighting because I'm like, if I keep this song, it's going to end up, we're going to end up having like four songs from this album. Um, not that we don't already have a bunch off of Whitesnake. I All mean, right. Technically two are from saints and sinners, right? Correct. So. Correct. You see, you know what? Um, I'm going to go ahead and drop good to see you again. And the reason being is because as much as that, uh, you know, his latest album, it's more mostly generic ish kind of white snake. I mean, they're good songs, but they're not great songs kind of thing, you know? So good to see you again. That's what I'm dropping. All right. So I'm picking one from your list now. Yes. You're picking one to keep from my list. Okay. We still got three spots, right? That is correct. We got three slots and six songs. All right. I am going to keep Slip of the Tongue off of Slip of the Tongue. All right. So you're keeping that from my list. Yes. All right. So now it's time for me to pick a song off your list that I want to keep. I'm going to go straight to it. I'm going to pick Is This Love. Okay. I think it's a good choice. And it's a, it's a good one for a, a concert, too. Yeah. So everyone can put their phones on. See, see, I'm not a boomer. I would have said, I would have said lighter. <laughs> their lighter app on their phone. <laughs> the, the light. All no, right. there, you, you remember there was a, that for a while people were put, installing an app on their phone that had a lighter and you like touch the screen and it, it you, you had to flick it up and the light would start. No, I don't remember that. That was in the early 2000s. When, Thank God I don't remember that. When 
No, I, I guess not early 2000s, like mid 2000s when uh, like big screens on phones really became a thing. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I remember that a lot in college. And then there was the one like with the beer and you'd, it looked like your screen was a beer and you tilt the phone and it would like look like you're drinking novelty apps. I guess they would be called. The only novelty app that I really got into was like the Star Wars sounds, like the lightsaber. Oh, and, like the soundboards. Yeah, like well, it, the, the the lightsaber one was cool because you anyhow or any way that you moved your phone, you'd get that. Whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> it was so cool because you just like you're you you can fight with your phone. Um, but then there was like I remember early computer stuff uh, there was sound wars where i had a bunch of noise for on my on my computer that were sound yeah. that was uh uh star wars and then they were on the phones too you could like get all the sounds for like you know when you open an app it was you know with a lightsaber opening and if you close the app it would mm-hmm. yeah and that shit's stupid <laughs> <laughs> it was cool back then <laughs> it was cool back then you know and then you get over it after like freaking 10 touches and you're like why did i download this shit <laughs> All right, so we got one spot left, and we've got a bunch of songs left. <laughs> we got four songs for one spot, but right now we're looking at dropping a song from the other person's list. Yes. So I have Slow and Easy and All Out of Luck. Which one are you dropping? Um, I hate to say it, but I'm going to drop Slow and Easy. Oh. <sighs> That's okay. That is my favorite song on that album. <laughs> Should have picked it sooner. <laughs> no, I, you know, th- th- that was one of those because we ended up just the way th- the, 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 the balls, the bounce, the cards laid themselves out. Mm-hmm. I knew that was going to be one that was going to end up being towards the end that, that would end up with a chance of getting dropped. Um, and that's only because we already had love ain't no stranger. You had picked guilty of love earlier you had already um, picked slide it in. So I was like, oh, shit. We're gonna, that, yeah. one's gonna be, that one might get left off. It was an outlier. Yep. Okay. So you have mean business and now you're gone. And um, <clears throat> the way this is the way I'm going to put it. All right. Um, mean business doesn't mean much to me. <laughs> So that's fair. So I'm gonna have to drop Mean Business. Okay. I think it's a really cool song. Um, I didn't expect it to make the list, but I still think it's a good song. All right, so we got one spot, two songs left. We have All Out of Luck from Forevermore, and Now You're Gone from Slip of the Tongue. It's a tough one. That is a tough one. I, I, like I said earlier, I do like the song now you're gone, but I listened to all out of luck. And here's the funny thing. I listening to this album uh, forevermore. I actually thought that this was a better song to me than the single love will set you free. I would actually agree with that. And that's the reason why I picked it instead of love will set you free. Cause I, I like love will set you free. And it's a, it's a, a very classic style white snake song to some degree but to me all out of luck was actually more rooted in traditional white snake 
Then... You know, the funny is the instrumentation on that album reminds me a lot of Balance from Van Halen. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was kind of weird. I remember when this album came out, um, I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and we, you know, he and his wife were listening to it, basically. Um, and I was just something about it was like, what, what am I, li- what is this about this White Snake album that seems different? And then it kind of hit me. It sounded like balance in some, you know, capacity. Interesting. It's weird because it's produced by Coverdale Aldrich and a guy named Michael McIntyre. So I don't know where those roots are, but I, I don't know if there's any intentional at all, but like it just happens to be similar in the way it was produced. Hmm. Alrighty then. All right. So, um, that being said, I, like I said, I, I like both songs a lot. What's, what's your take on the two songs that are remaining? I mean, I think there's an argument for both. We have we have a couple ballads. Um, we have, you know, crying in the rain. We have here I go again. Even though you said it's not really a ballad, but it kind of is. Um, is this love? So I mean, we have some ballads, but do we have enough for a white snake show? Um, so I'm, I'm kind of open. What's your argument? Um, my only argument for it is, is to diversify the the album listing. That's Uh, fair. And so, you know, that's why I would, I would keep all out of luck just to get something else from the latter days. Cause all we have literally is good to be uh, bad with, which isn't even that late in the catalog. I know. (laughs) When you think about it, I mean, because it's from the what? Uh, it is from 2008, so it's already, you know, uh, 15 years old. Yeah. However, 15 years old, uh, God, like the, the 2000s, 10s just flew by, and so many things came out, and so many things happened. That's like a, a to me, it's like a lost decade. <laughs> Um, so, and you know, so all we have is the stuff from good to be bad and we don't have anything from forevermore. We don't have anything from flesh and blood. So that's the only reason why I was picking all out of luck. Now you're gone is a good song, but we, we got something from slip of the tongue. So we actually have representation if that was the case. So, um, Uh, I'm willing to go with all out of luck. All right. I'm willing to accept that. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and do that. We're going to put All Out of Love as the song, the last song we're picking. All Out of Love? Oh, All Out of Luck, excuse me. <laughs> I know, was like, I, we, we're entering a new song now. Every, every fucking song that White Snake does has got love in the fucking title, you know? So they're guilty of love. But at the same time, they're victims. They're victims as well. <laughs> Is yeah? Is this love? Give me all your love. Guilty of love. <laughs> loving no for your loving. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It's just so many. <laughs> all right. Ain't, ain't no love in the heart of the city. Jeez, that's just such a long title. <laughs> all right. Let's go over the fifteen songs that we're gonna put into concert scentless order. Number one, ain't no love in the heart of the city. Number two, fool for your loving. 
Number three, crying in the rain. Four, here I go again. Five, love ain't no stranger. Six, still of the night. Seven, best years. Eight, guilty of love. Nine, slide it in. Ten, don't break my heart again. Is that the way it goes? Yeah, don't break my heart again. Eleven, long way from home. 12, give me all your love. 13, slip of the tongue. 14, is this love? And 15, all out of luck. And so now we are tasked with putting them in concert set list order. So for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. And the way we do this is we are going to go back and forth and pick a song and try to put it in the order that we would like to see a White Snake concert. And we got 15 songs. The first 12 are going to comprise the main set. And then songs 13, 14, and 15 are going to comprise of the encore. So you went first in picking a song. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the opener. It would be so easy if we had the song Burn. <laughs> um, so let's see. Um, I think I, I kind of know what I want. I think they've gone with this uh, before, but I don't know. Let me look at the list real quick. I'm going to actually do it. They, they did this with an album. They opened it. I'm going to go with Slide It In. First song. Boom. We'll slap you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> slap you in the face with Slide It In. That's just... <laughs> All right. Um, man, this is kind of a tough one to me, like just looking at the song choices and how to lay them out for a concert. It's probably not as hard as it's, it's seeming in my head. Um, well, let's see. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm kind of thinking guilty of love. Oh, wow. You're going right there. Yeah. Continue with the songs from Slide It In. All right. So you've got Guilty of Love at number two. Song number three. Let's see here. Um, all right, let's go with Long Way From Home. Okay. I think that's a good choice. All right. So how many ballads do we have? We have um, Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City is a slow blues song. Mm-hmm. And you have, uh, is this love? And uh, you can sit there and say, here I go again. But you, we know, I'm, where, I'm gonna we know where that going. Yeah. <laughs> that Holding was, on to that one for a little longer. I, you know, yeah. I, I, that's a middler. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, let's see. Um, why don't we get that ain't no love in the heart of the city out of the way? Okay. You don't like my song? Uh, I I think it's a good point to slow things down and then maybe pick them up afterward. Okay, so we're going to pick it up. Let's see. How about... We're not going to pick it up all the way, but how about Crying in the Rain? Funny enough, that was the song I highlighted. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Interesting. Um, hmm. I think it's, it works perfect there. Let's see. How about here I go? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's funny enough. That's the one I highlighted. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about 
Don't Break My Heart Again. Okay, yeah, I like that one. All right, so we're right at the midway point of the album, excuse me, album of, of the concert. Um, How about All Out of Luck? Yeah, I'm good with it there. Uh, that that one would be middle, kind of somewhere. Let me follow that up with best years. All right. All right, so looking at what we have left, now they're all songs that pretty much everybody should know. So we've got four songs left in the main set, three encores. Um, hmm. Hmm. Trying to look ahead to see what would be the closer. Not that I'm picking that one. But not clo- the closer of the main set. I'm just trying to figure out what that might be. How about Fool for Your Lovin' in this spot? Um, Yeah, that's perfectly fine right there. So we've got three more for the main set. Yep. Do Slip of the Tongue. Okay. How about putting Is This Love in this spot? I think it has to go there. I don't think there's a choice. <laughs> I, because it's a ballad. You don't want to end the, the, the main set on a ballad, right? Right. Um, so uh, I think we've got four really good choices to end the main or, you know, to end the main set, basically, you, any of these would work. Mm. And therein lies the problem. Any of these would work. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. So let me see well, where you where. Let me see what direction you go with. I'm leaning towards either "Give Me All Your Love" or "Loving No Stranger." Okay, I I agree more with give me all your love i think i i i think so too and that's kind of why i said it first yeah that's Um, that's a a crowd song i've I've heard it before they get the crowd involved and so that's that's a good way to end your main set to me yeah so what are you picking to kick off the the encore in my mind there's only one way to do this but still still the night yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're you're coming in an encore. You're kicking straight in, boom with the vocal. Start your encore with uh, <laughs> with slow and easy. <laughs> but it's a good fucking song. It's a good song, but it's not the way to start an encore. <laughs> um, all right, uh, I, I love ain't no stranger. Absolutely. And then here I go again. It's just there's no way about it, really. Right? I think we have a consensus. Anything that you think we should change? I don't think so, really, because, I mean, we start off real strong um, with with well-known songs. Um, you go into the middle of it with songs that, you know, not as well-known, but, you know, you're throwing Crying in the Rain in between two of the older songs. And that, <clears throat> excuse me, that helps those two, those two songs. And then you have... You know the bathroom break where the the, the people the newer who, stuff <laughs> doesn't know the new stuff, and they go out and you know. So then they they they've taken a break at the middle of the show and they're ready for the rest. You know, oh, <clears throat> I mean, it, kind of, that's just it's the way it true. is. True, it's it's know? reality. Yeah. The the unfortunate part, and we've had this conversation kind of off record, but you got these. You get two two camps. You've got bands like Metallica and Iron Maiden that continue to release new music 
right? And and they're still at the top of their game. And I don't care what anybody sits there and says. You know, Metallica's at the top of their game. All right. I'm sorry, Metallica sold out in 1983. Yes, that's true. <laughs> the, the minute they fired, the minute <laughs> they, they fired Mustaine. <laughs> um. So when they released Kill 'Em All. They sold out. They should have been a club band forever. They, they sold out because they didn't release it as metal up your ass. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and you got Iron Maiden, they release an, an album like Sinjutsu super strong. Okay. So they're, they're 40 years into their career and, you know, all of a sudden they're still releasing great music. Then you have bands like Motley Crue, uh, Poison who still continue to tour and they're continuing to tour off of the, the their old material there uh, we had this argument before legacy bands guns and roses same thing yeah they threw out one new song was that old school you know and it's it wasn't as strong as some of their the, their, their regular material so they did two new songs yeah i forgot what was the other song that they did i think it started with a or something like that i don't know it wasn't very good <laughs> <laughs> absurd was it absurd Oh God, yeah, that was the one. Yeah. So you know, it's it, regardless. It wasn't a new one, album anyway. One new song, <laughs> right? You know, and then you have bands like Def Leppard who continue to release new music, but they're not breaking down barriers. They're not really hit singles, for that matter. You know, there's good songs on Sinjutsu. There's good songs on Seventy Two Seasons. Uh, there's probably decent songs on Def Leppard, but you don't hear about them. You know, and then there's a couple of other bands, but regardless, the the point being is the bathroom break joke that we're talking about here is, you know, literally an artist will try to put out a new song, like hey, there's a song off the new album, and half the crowd leaves. That's true, you know, and that's that's it's disappointing if you're an artist to see that, you know, because to me. That and indicates- it's, it's disappointing sometimes as a fan like that continues to listen to their mu- new music because you see people walking away and you're like, no, this is a good song. You're missing it. Well, you know, it, to me, it's one of those things. If the song was strong or super strong or one of those songs that, that people liked, they're going to stay and watch it. They're going to stay and listen. But if the song is just a, a, a middler, they're going to go. They're going to go pee. And they're going to come back and they're going to enjoy the rest of the strong songs. I don't know. I, I, I don't do that. You know, I enjoy all the new music that comes out and I try to keep up with all these bands, you know, but it's sometimes it's, it's a little much, but I, I endure it. You know, I try not to go to the bathroom in the middle of a show. Fair enough. That's what the little leather bag on the side is for. <laughs> <laughs> Just That's true. You wear a catheter <laughs> to the show. <laughs> Well, man, let me tell you, if you're in the if you're in the snake pit for Metallica, where the hell are you going? I, I want to I want to hope they have a bathroom around that ring, like a porta potty or something, because that's a freaking huge snake pit. First of I all, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, all right, Chris, go ahead and read off the 15 songs for the ultimate White Snake greatest hits. All right, we're starting off with "Slide It In," followed by "Guilty of Love." Followed by Long Way From Home, then Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City, Crying in the Rain, Don't Break My Heart Again, All Out of Luck, Best Years, Fool for Your Loving, Slip of the Tongue, Is This Love, 
and then we're ending off the main set with Give Me All Your Love. Then for our encore, we start with Still of the Night, followed by Love Ain't No Stranger, then Here I Go Again. That's that's a cool concert right there. I would, yeah, I would kill to see that. I mean, the last time I saw them, they were an opening act. They played, I believe, 10 songs. Um, Not the you know, not the best way to see him, but the fact that I got to see him, you know, as opposed to headline. I was hoping it could headline sometime, but they're not in that. They're not in that status anymore. It's a disappointing. True. But anyway. All right. Well, that brings us now to our big four, which is get this long convoluted title. Our big four, David Coverdale songs from other than white snake. <laughs> <laughs> from other than white snake. <laughs> Yes, fair enough. (laughs) Other songs sung by David Coverdale um, that were not part of the White Snake uh, unit, band, project, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) So, (laughs) all right. Um, You want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, sure. I can go first. That's okay. All right. Um, my number four is going to be coming home from deep purple, uh, come taste the band. I think Tommy Ballin, uh, really brought something interesting to that band. Uh, I know Ian Gillen says, this is not a real, uh, deep purple album. Well, he's a crotchety old man and it is. He's and a it's, cranky fuck, isn't he? <laughs> he really is. And it's a pretty good album. I really like uh, David Coverdale and Glenn Hughes' time in the band. And, uh, you know, even though Richie Blackmore had left uh, when Tommy Bolland came in, there's some really good stuff on the album. I think it's a little bit overlooked. Uh, My number three is Pride and Joy from Coverdale Page. Uh, I really like that track, and it's probably the most Led Zeppelin-sounding track on that album. It almost seems like it was written for Led Zeppelin and David Coverdale can more than handle that. Uh, my number two is Stormbringer, the title track off of Stormbringer, the second Deep Purple album with uh, that lineup. And I, I really like it. I, there's, I always thought it had something to do with Stormbringer, which we, I've mentioned a few times in the past. There's a, a book series called Elric, which all these bands have some Elric song in there for real. Like, uh, we even talked about, um, diamond head had a, had an Elric song in there with, uh, the night of swords and, or night of blades. Sorry. And so, uh, or was it night of swords? Now I'm, now I'm confusing myself, but regardless, it's a huge inspiration on so many bands. And, uh, Apparently he says it's not David Coverdale says not, but I find that hard to believe. Um, and my number one is burn off of deep purples burn. It's just an awesome song. You even mentioned it. Like it would be you know easy to start things off if we were able to use it in our, in our concert set list. Um, and I, and I totally agree. It would be, I, I understand that Glenn Hughes occasionally does uh, deep purple material when he does his solo tour, which is kind of making me want to go see the Ingve uh, Glenn Hughes tour that's coming here. Oh, this, this one, this Glenn Hughes tour that he's doing now with, with Ingve, he's celebrating burn. Oh God. So they are, he's, 
he's doing Deep Purple. Uh, we may have to go see that. Oh, I, I'm totally down for that one. I think it'd be amazing. So, um, Burn is such a good song. Great album. Really a, a front to back album for me. Uh, so, it definitely had to be my number one. You know, we have 75% crossover. No way. <laughs> yes, way. And not like there's a lot to choose from <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> side projects or other projects that Coverdale's done. Um, I actually went two and two between Coverdale page and deep purple. Okay. Um, so, uh, so number four for me is shake my tree off of the, it was the lead, the, not the lead track, but the first song on the album, uh, from Coverdale page, it, it was, it, it set the tone for what was going to be a very, a very Led Zeppelin-esque kind of album with Coverdale singing. Um, it, I think it's a pretty cool song um, to start the album with. And it, like I said, it established a lot um, and they went from there. Uh, number three for me is Stormbringer, uh, which was your number two from Deep Purple. Um, I, for, I don't know how long I did not know anything about this album. Um, despite all the knowledge I've had, I've heard the title, never heard the album. Hmm. Um, not, not to now. I mean, I've heard it now for like the last 10 years, whatever it is, um, something like that. But it, most recent, it was, it was one of these things where I just never got into anything, uh, from deep purple after Richie left, except for burn. You know, I had heard burn. I thought that song was amazing. Never heard the rest of the album. Never heard anything from Stormbringer. Never heard anything from come taste a band. It was one of those things I just didn't, you know, it didn't, not, it's not that it didn't appeal to me. I was like, well, I didn't feel like I had to, uh, I was just thumbing my nose at it for whatever reason. <laughs> um, you know, then they reunited with perfect strangers and I was like, oh yeah, this is deep purple, you know, th that type of attitude. Um, but I was young and stupid. What can I say? <laughs> Anyhow, Stormbringer now is fucking amazing. Um, and, uh, Number two for me is Pride and Joy, which was your number three. Um, like you said, most Led Zeppelin song in the album. It is uh, absolutely wonderful. I mean, I really had hoped at the time when this album came out that they would continue that relationship because, again, it was one of those things where Whitesnake wasn't doing much. Um, they, were, they were basically defunct, you know, or they were on hiatus. And this collaboration I was like, well, no one was going to get a Led Zeppelin reunion. So let's get the next best thing. Right. Well, it lasted very short period of time and it's unfortunate, but it would have been great if they did something else. And actually I just read recently that Coverdale is open to doing some more collaborating with Jimmy page. So let's keep our fingers crossed and maybe something will happen. Oh, okay. Nice. And number one, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And number one for me is Burn, just like yours from Deep Purple. Um, just an absolute banger of a song. I mean, I love that song. The jam in the middle is great. Glenn Hughes with the with the background vocals, uh, and he's got what he's probably got like a, his vocals, um, some some female uh, add female vocals added into that. I'm not sure. I know that on the covers record that white snake did called the purple album where they combined uh the these two albums i don't know if they did anything from come taste the band i don't remember um but they combined stormbringer and, and burn i know that i don't know if anything from come taste the bands on there 
their versions are really, really cool. Updated versions. Uh, the production's a little, little too contemporary, you know, um, too compressed, but, uh, the, the the way they did the background vocals for that Glenn Hughes part in Burn, he definitely had some some female background singers helping him along. So I don't remember if it's on the original or not. Either way, I don't think Burn's so. It's song. it sounds pretty clean on yeah, the bridge just, on the original. It's just Glenn, yeah, right? yeah. Okay, well, either way, Burn's a badass song, so that's my number one. And it's a good choice. It is a good choice. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our big four David Coverdale songs from other than White Snake, and that brings this episode to a close. Remember, you can listen to us every week on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Pandora, and all the others. So click like or subscribe, and you won't be disappointed. And don't forget you can interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or send us an email to debatingmetal at gmail.com. YouTube viewers, click subscribe and ring the bell to be notified when we post a new episode. So remember to tune in next week when we spark up another exciting metal debate. On behalf of Kenneth and myself, stay safe and always turn it up to 11. See ya.